0: Hey everyone, it's Michelle and Brayden and this is Spooky Shit. This week we are going to be talking about Jane Doe's, so I'm going to start by talking about the Lady of the Dunes
1: and then I'm going to talk about Julie Doe. Warning, this episode may contain graphic details. Listener discretion is advised.
0: But... Before we get started on that, how you doing? You want to tell everyone your mic situation this week? Because we've been switching up so much. <laughs> it's really so I,
1: cute. I actually remembered that I have this like little tiny mo- microphone I bought a long time ago. I don't even remember why I bought it. I think just because it was cute. <laughs> and actually, it might have been around when me and Alaris were doing YouTube.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: But yeah, I just remember we were talking about our mic situation. I was like actually like I, I i have a little microphone i was like let me go find it and it's the yeah cutest i found thing it in the world and it's super tiny it literally fits between two fingers
0: yeah it looks like a regular microphone just got shrunken down or you just have like really big hands and you're just holding the tiniest microphone in the world i fucking love this shit <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: so hopefully it sounds better than the past few weeks because we're convinced now that his good microphone's just broken Yeah. We think it's just broken. We have an old one here that maybe will work, but uh, we live very far away from each other. So that's going to have to wait. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: For now, we'll do the baby mic.
1: Yeah, so hopefully it sounds better. If not, then I'll go back to the headphones. Yeah.
0: We'll figure something out. But Um, yeah, what have you been up to?
1: uh, You know, work in school. And actually, oh, remember last time how I told you I was going to have to wake up really early to take uh, Michelle to the airport.
0: Yeah, other Michelle.
1: Yeah, other Michelle. Well, we did not wake up.
0: Wait, were you late?
1: (laughs) We just, okay, so we actually ended up going to bed pretty late that night. I don't
0: remember why.
1: It was just, I think I just got home late and then.
0: Subconsciously, you just really didn't want to wake up and drive her to the airport in L.A.?
1: honestly yeah i really yeah. didn't um but you know i was like you know it's my friend like it's you know i should mm-hmm. um and also because i know like if we would ask her she would do it so yeah i like really didn't want to because i'm like fuck like i'm tired <laughs> but yeah we we had to be at her house by like four in the morning so fuck. we set our alarm for like 3 30 in the morning because mm-hmm. we were like you know, we're not going to, like, get ready or anything. We're just going to go in, like, pajamas. Yeah. Just kind of brush our teeth teeth and stuff. So, yeah, Lara set the phone or the alarm, and we went to bed, but we were both, like, super tired. And I don't know if, like, her phone was too low and we were just too tired or what, but, like, yeah, we did not hear it. And I ended up waking up around, like, I think it was, like, 530 because um, uh, I just I don't know, I got like I, I kinda woke up because I was like, I feel like it's it's late.
0: <laughs> that happens to me all the time. Whenever I have stuff going on, I like stress wake myself up a lot.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm like moving started this an
0: alarm and this time you actually did.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, especially because it like recently just happened too for work. I think so. just last
0: week you said that yeah, this happened to you and you were like to work.
1: Yes. So I I do kind of like don't sleep sometimes because I'm like scared not to wake up. Yeah. But yeah, so I woke up around 5.30 and I, like, saw that it was 5.30 and I was like, fuck, and I saw, like, two missed calls from Michelle oh. and I was like, fuck, and then I, like, turned around real quick and I was like, babe, babe, and she got all scared. She's like, what? Like, she thought, like, you know, she just got up so quick and checked her yeah. phone and she had, I think, like, four missed calls from Michelle oh. and then, like, another two from her husband and I was like, oh, shit, bro. <laughs> and then I was like call her call her like you know tell, tell she's already on, on the plane way. by this
0: point <laughs>
1: well I think her flight was around 8 in the morning
0: okay she was getting to this airport very early
1: well cause it's like a two hour drive so they were trying to be over there by like 6 yeah but yeah she like called her and we were like dude we're so sorry and she's like it's fine like we're already like on the freeway like they figured it out but I was like, oh, my God, like, I, we felt so bad. But, like, Fuck. at the same time, we were so tired that we just were like, oh, okay, and then, like, passed out again.
0: Yeah, you probably you probably wouldn't have been able to safely drive at that point anyway.
1: <laughs> no, I mean, I did. We did both, like, really wake up. like for those, <laughs> We were just like, oh, shit. And I literally got up and was, like, ready to get dressed. And I was like, call her. And then she was like, no, it's okay. And we were just like, I'm so sorry. Like, you know. We didn't do it on purpose.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that'd be fucked. Situations um, like that are so awkward. At what point do you think she gives up and is like, "All right, they're definitely just sleeping"? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. How long do you
0: try before you're like, "We need to figure out another option here"?
1: <laughs> True. I I don't know how long they tried, but damn. But yeah, so we were like, "Fuck." Yikes. And then...
0: Well, hey, at least you got to go back to sleep.
1: True. I ended up sleeping till really late that day
0: yeah you know weirdly i had a very similar situation happen this week no way yeah so on i think it was thursday no wednesday i was supposed to have an eyelash appointment with my friend and uh it's supposed to be at four thirty in the afternoon and she was gonna come over earlier that day because it's been so hot in san diego i mean all of just california is going through heat waves it sucks but um, she's going to come over at like 11. So I like set an alarm. I was not I only going to sleep like five hours. And I was just going to like let her into our uh, apartment pool. And then go back to sleep. And I woke up at 11. And she was like, oh, we can't come home anymore. We have other stuff going on. And I was like, all right, whatever. My appointment wasn't for like five and a half hours. So I was like, I don't even need to set an alarm. It's fine. <laughs> I woke up at 7.30 p.m. I slept like 15 hours. Damn. She called me twice and was texting me asking if I was okay and stuff, and I felt so guilty because I know if I were her, I would have thought that I was murdered, one hundred percent. I wasn't answering anything she said because she could track my location. She said she wasn't that worried because she saw that I was at home, and I mm-hmm. was like, I'd almost be more worried if I saw you at home and be like, you are at home and you are not answering anything. Yeah, that but says. I woke up and I was so confused because I saw it was seven thirty, and I thought it was seven thirty a.m. And then I was like, why is Robert next to me? Why is it dark? And then I was frantically looking at my phone and I was like, why does anything say AM or PM? And I was like, fuck. And I just streamed like 25 minutes later.
1: <laughs> Damn.
0: That was a shade day. I saw no sun that entire day. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you. whenever you were like, you woke up and you like weren't there for front. and I was like, whoa, this is similar. Holy shit.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was like, I felt so bad, like. It was just like, fuck, dude, like, you know, they were counting on us. And then we totally did not show up.
0: It was a bad week for friendships. We could say that.
1: (laughs) But we made up for it on Thursday. We actually went to go pick them up.
0: Oh, good. Okay, nice.
1: But yeah, I was actually yesterday. I was like so tired because, yeah, we went for them on Thursday. And, you know, I went to work. I wake up early and then Mm -hmm. I usually go to school, but I ended up ditching school because, I was like, you know, I felt You're bad. super rebellious. <laughs> oh yeah, and I just felt bad, you know, that we flaked on them, mm-hmm. and then the first time, and so we were like, uh, I was like, oh, no, we we have to go. Yeah. Um, but me and Alaris just kind of made it into like a little date night, and yeah, we ended That's up cute. leaving. Like yeah, we ended up leaving like right after I got out of work, and we ended up going to Downtown Disney.
0: Oh, cool.
1: And yeah, we just kind of walked around and. I think we we did buy um new shoulder plushies. Cute.
0: Yeah, Disneyland has these tiny little plushies that have magnets so they could stick to your shoulder and they're the cutest things in the world. What would you yes. get which which little creature?
1: I got a tuk-tuk from Raya.
0: Oh, cute.
1: And then we got Grogu. They finally Remember I had told you that they, like, had dropped it, but his face was honestly way too ugly, That I was like, no.
0: (laughs) Now they have Um, a cute one?
1: Yeah, they, like, remade it, and it is a lot cuter, and I was like, okay, I'll take it.
0: I bet we're going to see so much people with that. We're going to Disneyland next week. Oh, yeah? Yeah.
1: I think we are, too, for, uh, but the nighttime, we're going to the, or not next week, it's in two weeks, actually. Okay, Uh, I was going to say,
0: we're going in nighttime, too. What day are you going (laughs)
1: We're going the twentieth.
0: Never mind. We're going before you.
1: <laughs> yeah. We're going for the oogie boogie bash thing.
0: Oh, cool! That little yeah. Halloween thing. They always sell out yeah, pretty early, right?
1: Yeah, they do. Yeah, uh, it's basically an after hours type, or not after hours, but like they close California Adventure. They close a little early. early. Yeah, yeah, they close early for that. That's
0: dope. That's gonna be so much fun.
1: Um, but yeah, we're going with that with Michelle and her husband. Hey, nice. But yeah, it was pretty cool, so we just made it into a little, like, date night type thing, and to be honest, it was needed, because it has been a really long time since we've been on a date.
0: Yeah, since you guys, you guys haven't been hanging out as much now, because of your work yeah. and school.
1: And I mean, usually, like, on weekends, we're always, like, you know, here at the house with my, like, family, or we're hanging out with our cousins, so it's been a while since it's just been, like, us two.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And the thing that did suck is we... We drove two separate cars because... We
0: oh, no.
1: <laughs> so, that's the only thing that sucked, but it was cool. We had fun just walking around, and then we got beignets. thank <laughs> And then uh, we ended up eating at a new restaurant. It's not, I mean, new restaurant to us. Mm-hmm. Um, it was some bomb-ass Mexican food. Hey. We usually try to go up to this Iberia place. But they had closed early. Because they closed early during the week. Oh, that sucks. And yeah, so we were like, damn it. So then we tried this other place. They just ruin your date night. (laughs) (laughs) Low-key, I've been wanting those damn beers. Oh, no. But we were like, damn. But yeah, the place we went to was actually really good. And then we also ended up, I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's a coffee shop called Tierra Mia.
0: I don't think so, no.
1: They're known it's basically like for their like Spanish infusions. Like they have like have you heard of chocolate abuelita? Sounds
0: kinda of familiar. I don't it's know a, if I'm just making that up.
1: It's hot chocolate.
0: Oh, well yeah. Okay. <laughs> Mexican um, hot chocolate.
1: Yeah, Mexican hot chocolate. I've tried and that they, before. In Old
0: Town, it's delicious.
1: Oh, it's the best. Better <laughs> but than regular basically, hot chocolate. Basically <laughs> Yeah. They basically have like infused drinks like with that. Um, and so then good. they have, like, an orchata, like, coffee infused Dang. drink type thing. And then also masapan, which is a candy. I want,
0: I want these things. I want it's, sweet it's a, drinks. It's,
1: it's really good. Um, I
0: just, I love sugary drinks. They're so, there's nothing beats having a random, <laughs> cool little drink. I my sugar. mind. <laughs> I do love sugar. <laughs> and I have no shame.
1: Me neither. I, I love I have a very big sweet tooth
0: yeah and that sounds delicious right now maybe i'm just hungry <laughs> i'm like this sounds extra good right now
1: no yeah it is really good if you're ever up like in LA, they have they have um a few locations but there's one in anaheim and it's like maybe like 15 minutes away from disney that's not too bad so yeah but yeah it was really good and then after that we basically had to make our way to the airport because it was like almost a 40 minute drive still so uh. <laughs> yeah and then yeah that airport is fucking huge
0: and it I've was I've never a actually been to LAX I don't know if oh I ever to oh my god don't
1: don't don't ever yeah. go do not we were like you have
0: considering to. going there whenever we fly to Amsterdam and we're like nah because of the drive but also it just seems like overwhelming
1: because mm. mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> down, down here in San Diego we only have two terminals
0: mm-hmm.
1: up there They have seven.
0: They have seven terminals?
1: Seven terminals.
0: I never want to go to LAX.
1: No. Oh, my God. It was such a mission. Like, I was... Alaris was, like, so stressed because also we weren't driving our cars. We were driving their cars.
0: That's worse. Um,
1: Because, like, you know, it was just easier that way just so they didn't have to, like, pay us for gas and stuff like that. Yeah. So she was already stressed because of that because, like, Mickey has, like, a brand new car
0: okay no thank you i would not drive that i be like just give me gas money <laughs> you
1: no know, it was funny because um we were on our way to their house to like leave our car there and take their cars and i was like whose car are you didn't drive and she was like uh mickey's the fuck she was like i if because if anything happens it's my friend's car i ain't trying to drive her husband's car and I was like, oh, <laughs> oh so you're gonna have me drive it yeah and she's like yeah <laughs> and i was
0: like that's okay. your responsibility now
1: but no, everything was fine, it, but it was really stressful at the airport because it's huge. And I mean, there is hella signs, but if for us, we've never been there before. And like we were like, the fuck, I'm lost. Yeah, that sounds <laughs> overwhelming as fuck. And it's funny because she was like, oh, we'll be here at Terminal 7. And we were like, fuck, Like I don't even know how to get over there. And the, <laughs> not to mention, there's hella traffic.
0: Yep, naturally.
1: Um, But yeah, it's basically like a big ass like roundabout almost. And we Mm -hmm. ended up seeing the signs, and we were like, okay, like, we have to go this way. And then there was, like, construction going on, so they had, like, detours. Naturally. And so we went through one of them, and then instead of going right to go to where they were, I ended up turning left, and then kind of, like, basically went in a circle again. I was like, Fuck. like,
0: such a fucking pain in the ass.
1: It was. And then we finally like get back to where we were and then went the right way. And then yeah. But it just that like good. it took it took like half an hour or like forty minutes just to like because of the traffic.
0: Jesus Christ. And I then, hate yeah. going to LA.
1: It's it's it sucked. Next um, time
0: they need to just fly from San Diego.
1: For real. I told her that. <laughs> I was, she's like, it's because LAX was cheaper. And then, like, we were like, cheaper really, like, because
0: no one wants to go much, there.
1: <laughs> how much cheaper, though? And she was like, 20 bucks. And I was like, we're done.
0: 20 bucks? That's not even <laughs> worth the gas.
1: For real. That's Owe not worth time. it.
0: Yeah. I Next time you're going to be like, I'll pay you $20 to fly from San Diego. Yeah, dead ass.
1: <laughs> but I think we ended up getting home around. Like twelve something, and finally into bed around like one in the morning.
0: Dude, long day.
1: Yeah, and I like made sure to put my alarm on full blast because I was like, I know I'm gonna be dead tired, and I ain't trying to sleep through my alarm again. Smart. But I actually ended up waking up like right before my alarm, so I was like, oh, okay, and I just turned it off, and then actually got up.
0: Didn't turn it off and go back to sleep again.
1: N- no. <laughs> <laughs> um uh, yeah I was like super tired yesterday and I actually did uh my sister's hair yesterday oh
0: cute because
1: my mom my mom ended up not going to work cause she didn't feel that like great and I was like okay but you're still going to school right she was like yeah and she ended up bringing in both my sisters because the cute. older one she was gonna do highlights and like dye it like a red mm-hmm. and then The little one, you know, she was just sitting there. And I was like, I really don't want to work on my doll head. (laughs) So I, like, asked my teacher. And I was like, can I, like, wash her hair and, like, do braids on her? Oh. And, yeah. And my teacher was, like, really cool. And so I did that. That's cute. Let me show you.
0: Oh, nice. Did they teach you how to braid in school? No. Oh, shit. You just learned on your own?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I know how to braid. And then actually, when I was in mornings, there was this one, she wasn't an educator, she was a student, but she knew how to do braids. And she kind of, I learned a lot braiding from her. Mm -hmm. Like, I remember she literally was like walking me through it. And because she did like some really sick braids on like this girl. That's dope. Because she had just gotten an undercut. Mm -hmm. and so yeah she really did like some really nice braids but yeah I mostly learned from her just like the little like tricks and stuff Mm -hmm. and then honestly YouTube just like on the sectioning and stuff like that
0: yeah I need to watch some videos to learn how to braid my hair better I'm not a good braider
1: (laughs) I'm pretty good like I wouldn't I mean I'm not the best but there's actually another girl who's graduating soon that actually is like all about braiding she knows how to do many different styles
0: that's so sick
1: but, yeah, I was, like, trying to convince my sister because I had actually done it on a doll head. Oh. And because I was, like, trying to see what doll head to, like, take out to work on. Mm-hmm. And then I saw that one that I had braided and it's just been sitting in my lockers, like, with the braids in still. And then I, like, showed it to my sister and I was like, what if I braid your hair? And she was like, like that? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, uh, I don't know. And I was like, come on. And then I started, like, <laughs> asking my classmates like if they think like if I should like braid her hair and then I asked my mom and they were all like yeah you should like if you don't like it you can always take it out. Yeah. And then she was like that's true. Okay, fine.
0: It's not that much of a commitment.
1: Yeah. And so yeah, I, like washed her head and everything and started and I actually kind of messed up the first time on the sectioning that I ended up redoing it cuz I was like, "Nah, I don't like this." <laughs> And, yeah, I was just really tired. I ended up, like, sitting down a couple of times while braiding because I was like, I can't do this. (laughs)
0: That seems like so much effort.
1: It was. But, yeah, other than that, I just, you know, worked in school, same old. Fun um, shit. Same old fun shit. I wish we got a summer break, but then I don't because then that means I'd be in school longer.
0: Yeah, exactly. You have, yeah, you have too much shit going on.
1: Mm -hmm. I just this month in general is a lot of stuff planned and like I'm gonna be missing a lot of school this month that sucks well I mean it's not it's only a week technically but it's like split up
0: yeah that's still a quarter of the month
1: no yeah for real because I Alaris was like telling me to ditch yesterday because I was like really tired Mm -hmm. but I was like I literally just missed Thursday I was like I'm gonna miss next friday because we're going to horror nights
0: you're just missing a bunch of fucking nights i
1: I really am yeah and then i'm gonna miss you know for going to disney and then i'm gonna miss two days for when we're going up to sacramento for a wedding
0: yeah no you probably can't afford to take any more days off yeah i was like
1: (laughs) but yeah other than that you know i'm just you know i'm tired same old bullshit what about you
0: uh, I've been good. I did my subathon last week. That was fun. So it went like super fucking well. It ended up being 24 hours. We met. We had 200, a little bit over 250 subs that night.
1: Damn. It was so
0: cool. Which, if you think about it, that's like people spent over $1,000 total. Wow. Which is crazy. I don't get all that money, though. Jeff Bezos needs half of it. But anyway. <laughs> uh it was cool i did a cosplay that i was wearing a bald cap and drew a goatee that was very (laughs) exciting i don't know if i sent you a picture of it or not
1: i think you did
0: yeah honestly i was awake for so long it's kind of a fucking blur i don't (laughs) remember what i did i kept snapchatting people randomly and i'd be like still live and it'd be like 18 hours in that was brutal (laughs) but i did it
1: your goatee looked nice
0: thank you uh people were falling for my bald cap which was so funny because it did not look real first of all
1: and second of all in the photos
0: but at the same time okay even if it looks real why would i shave my head and draw on a fake goatee for fun (laughs) i'm just like if one looks fake why would the other one be real i don't know
1: i'm real because you just don't have hair so you really wanted a beard yeah
0: exactly (laughs) so i used eyeliner to just draw a bunch of lines (laughs) super casual you should consider doing that till the testosterone starts working in your favor.
1: True. I could draw
0: for you. It was pretty good. <laughs> pretty realistic.
1: No, I actually, my side, I shaved recently, so you Ooh. can't really see. But I should take a picture when it grows again. I basically have, like, a beard, but only on the side. Like, it looks like a really long sideburn.
0: That's great. I mean, it's progress.
1: It really is. Um, actually, I could
0: fill you uh, eyeliner techniques don't worry i
1: I actually follow this trans guy who used to because you know basically we are really hairy it's
0: Mm -hmm. just
1: our hair isn't like dark and thick yet
0: yeah so but it will over time probably
1: yeah but what he used to do or i think he still might do it but with the mascara he used to basically like brush the little Facial just hair to so fill it, looks, it in. Yeah, just so it looks like darker. And I was I like, I think oh. my dad
0: used to do that with his eyebrows. Oh, really? Yeah, to make it look darker.
1: <laughs> I was like, I, it is a thing. Um, I haven't done it yet. But yeah, and I am growing a lot of hair like under my chin as well.
0: I have That's a hairy funny. neck, but for different reasons. <laughs> it's funny because I
1: have like one little bald patch like right under my chin. <laughs> But, like, my general chin and then, like, my neck, it is pretty hairy. And then my, like, jawline and, like, sideburn area, that's where it's pretty hairy. Um, It's just my cheeks and, like, my stash where it's, like, not growing much.
0: It will. Just give it time.
1: Or and my mustache, or it is kind of growing just in the corners, but, like, under my nose, it's very, like, light.
0: Yeah, and it would look kind of odd if you just had that missing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: So, I don't know. I've been kind of like letting it grow and then I like get sick of it and I'm like, no, it's embarrassing. I'm going to shave. <laughs>
0: if then, every trans man doesn't have his embarrassing wispy facial hair, then what's the point?
1: <laughs> true.
0: You have to. Ha- it's like you it to enter that element. You have to go through the phase of the embarrassingly wispy beard. I'm pretty sure it's the law.
1: Fuck the law. Nah.
0: Fuck the law. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm gonna wait till this shit is full grown.
1: No, but I think just shaving here and there will help. Because then I like kinda miss it after I shape it. That's and true. I'm like, oh, and then I get to see it like come out again and I'm like, oh yay, like you know, I could see it.
0: You're getting the full experience.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, but yeah, super sidetracked there. I literally, I can't even recount this episode to you because I don't remember most of that shit, <laughs> but it was 24 hours, and then like my sleep schedule was so fucked, just like sleeping barely any day, and then that day I told you I slept like over 12 hours, but I feel like I finally kind of have it under control, and then last night I ended up staying up way too late, last night people gifted over, or like 100 subs total again, wow. so we're at 500 now most we've ever had by like 120 and it means that we met like three sub goals so now i'm gonna do two different cosplays and 500 was i'm gonna let my chat choose my next tattoo old school runescape themed oh shit yeah so hopefully i don't choose some stupid shit i mean even if it's something stupid if i go to a good enough artist then they'll be able to make it look cool true <laughs> but uh, i'm like keep it appropriate because there's this one thing in the game that's used to make a wand and it looks like a butt plug and everyone keeps saying that and I was like I'm not getting the butt plug fucking Kodai insignia that's not happening (laughs) not getting something that looks like a goddamn butt plug (laughs) I'm like that's my only rule keep it appropriate I know that technically it's not a butt plug but that's why you guys want me to get it because it looks like a butt plug (laughs) (laughs) so we'll see how that goes I'm gonna like do a bracket style like we did choosing your name of everyone's Mm -hmm. ideas and just have people vote that's cool. I'm excited for it. I'm excited that we hit 500. But yeah, I stayed up way too late. So, uh, yikes! Last minute <laughs> research. Thankfully, I'm not doing anything today.
1: Yeah, me neither. Well, I was. We did get invited to a birthday party, but it's all the way in Fontana.
0: It's like more north Towards L.A.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No. Like the outskirts. Hell um, no. We did want to go, but like my. Brother and my sister work, and they don't get off till like five. And my mom was like, "Nah."
0: <laughs> yeah, I feel that too. Far for me too.
1: So yeah, so we're just chilling, watching the Good Doctor. Nice, very good show.
0: <laughs> I think that's like all I had going on. Oh, um, one last thing. Shout out to Sophia, the person that I was late towards the day before I was late. She got fucking married. She got oh, married, no and how do I celebrate by not responding to your calls <laughs> the next day and missing my appointment? Whoops. <laughs> She's like, I could be at home hanging out with my new husband. And I'm like, nope, hang out at your job for a few hours while well, I don't respond to you. <laughs> but yeah, congratulations. It was like a chill, small wedding. That's why she was at work the next day. It wasn't like a big deal. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, like a big deal, but not like. No, like, they're on their honeymoon now and all this shit, yeah. But, shout out, Sophia. So, yeah, lots of subs, lots of weddings. That's my fucking week.
1: Congratulations, Sophia.
0: Congratulations! Welcome to the married cub. I can't welcome you, but welcome from him. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say welcome, and I was like, it's going to sound like I'm a liar.
1: (laughs) You are. You're not married. It's okay.
0: Uh, I'm not a child bride. no, to answer your question. What? <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen Broad City? Uh, no. There's this one character on it who's funny. And uh, she was, like, <laughs> on a date with her boyfriend. And it was, like, their two-year anniversary. And they, like, were, like, going and just, like, talking about their relationship and shit. And he said something about, like, eventually getting married. And she was, like, I'm only 27. What, am I, a child bride? <laughs> <laughs> and i related to that a little bit like i'd get married but i don't feel any pressure to i still feel very young you are you know leah said something once about like uh how it feels like she's supposed to be at like a marrying age right now and i'm like that's just because you're friends with a lot of people getting married you're 25 like you're <laughs> like a lot of people don't get married until they're much older
1: yeah very true
0: you just have to put it in perspective like if you were older and heard a 25 year old being like I feel weird that I'm not ready to get married. You'd be like, yeah, no shit. You're only <laughs> 25. <Stop> not that crazy.
1: <laughs> Me already being married for four years.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's why I'm like, to each their own. But also, I don't think that you'd be like, oh, someone's 25 and not married. They're a spinster.
1: <laughs> no, definitely not.
0: But yeah, that's pretty much all I've been doing. So I could just get to my story now.
1: Cool.
0: So, this week, I'm going to be talking about the Lady of the Dunes. On July 26, 1974, a 12-year-old girl and her dog were walking near the Race Point Beach Dunes in Provincetown, Massachusetts, when her dog wandered off and started barking. She followed the dog to a spot a few yards away from the nearest access road and saw what at first she thought was a dead deer, but which she soon realized was actually the body of a decomposing woman. She immediately went and told an adult, and the police were notified. Kind of a side note here, but interestingly, another person, Sandra Lee, who's an author now, claims that she was actually the first person to find this body. She said that she stumbled upon it two days before while camping with her family, but she'd been too scared to tell anyone what she saw. So I don't know if this is like she actually was scared or if this is like the weirdest flex lie ever in the world. But potentially a second child had also seen this body, which is morbid as fuck
1: i think it could be true
0: i could i mean i could definitely see a nine-year-old not fucking saying anything
1: that's fucking scary
0: you know another story that i was about to talk about that didn't a group of kids found a body and they all agreed not to tell their parents because they were afraid they'd get in trouble for going on that property and it scared them but thankfully one of the kids was like yeah no i'm definitely telling my parents after he got home so I'm like, I could, yeah, I could see a kid being like, hell no, this is fake. I'm making this up.
1: <laughs> it's a mannequin. <laughs> this
0: is a mannequin. Goodbye. <laughs> Damn. Upon arrival to the scene, police noted that the victim was laying face down on half of a light green beach blanket. If it hadn't been for the large amount of insects and all the gruesome details, it could have looked like just another woman was sitting there sunbathing. While the victim was nude, a blue bandana and a pair of folded Wrangler jeans laid under her head like a pillow. There was no sign of a struggle, indicating that she'd either known her attacker or she'd been sleeping when she was attacked. While there were two sets of footprints leading towards the scene, these disappeared into the sand as they got closer to the body. The blanket and sand next to her were undisturbed, so it's also very likely that she'd been moved to the area following her murder and had been posed there. And since she was, like, placed so she was only laying on half of the blanket, it's possible that somebody had, like, been laying down next to her. I don't know if they, like, were speculating that's if she was killed there, like someone was laying there and then killed her. Or if they killed her and then they're, like, time for a fucking nap. But regardless, she was laid out like she was only on half of it. So, gruesome details. Sorry, everyone. Heads up. The woman had been nearly decapitated possibly from being strangled and one side of her head was crushed leaving a hole in her skull possibly from the murderer using an entrenching tool though this is unconfirmed as no weapon was ever found
1: god damn Mm-hmm.
0: that's why i'm saying like this nine-year-old i'd be like i saw nothing <laughs> this isn't real it was like kind of a clear to me too like if the decapitation is also like part of that tool There's all the strangle and I don't know why you could strangle someone to decapitate them. I didn't want to think too much about that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No one else seemed to speculate on it either. They were just like, she was nearly decapitated.
1: Damn.
0: Yeah. Uh, It's likely that this major head injury is the one that killed her. She had been sexually assaulted with a block of wood, but thankfully, thankfully, that seemed to have happened after she was already dead. Thank fucking God. Although her, yeah, no, uh, it's gnarly. I really, I truly, truly hope she was dead for that. I think she was.
1: Actually, you've seen American Horror Stories, right? Mm,
0: I've seen some of the older ones.
1: Well, the new season came out and there was actually an episode on that. Ew, gross. I was like, oh no, because we didn't, I didn't know what it was about until it started. And I was like, no tanks.
0: No tanks. Although her exact date of death is unknown, as flies in the heat had sped along decomposition, the woman had likely died 10 days to 3 weeks before she was found. It appeared that whoever killed her had gone to great lengths to hide her identity, and specifically wanted to get rid of any possibility of identifying her via fingerprints or dental records. As a result, she was missing some of her teeth, both of her hands, and one forearm all of which have never been found.
1: Oh, shit.
0: Next to where her hands should have been were small piles of pine needles in the sand. Not sure if that was on purpose or like a weird fucking coincidence that little piles were there. <laughs> I've read one person talking about like how in like certain cultures, like pine needles will use used as medicine. And I'm like, I don't think that anyone was trying to heal her cut off hands. Mm, <laughs> but maybe. Maybe. <yeah>, no. <laughs> And it wasn't, like, placed on her. It was placed next to her. (laughs) So it's believed that the woman was around 5'6 to 5'8, weighing 145 pounds with an athletic build. She was white and had long red or auburn hair that was in a ponytail held in place by a gold-flecked hair tie. Her toenails were painted pink. Notably, she did have extensive dental work done in life, including lots of gold crowns, which would probably have cost her like five to ten thousand dollars. A lot of it said that she had like New York style teeth. And my impression based on what I read is that she had like caps and stuff like added to her teeth just to make everything like very like straight and stuff. Uh, It's thought that at the time of her death, she could have been anywhere from 20 to 49 years old, but most likely she was 25 to 35. Nearby hotels were checked, abandoned cars were looked for, local dentist records were examined, but there was nothing to help find the identity of the murdered woman. Over at the crime scene, despite meticulous searching of the nearby dunes, no more evidence could be found either. The only possibly related thing investigators saw was that there were tire tracks about 50 yards away from the body. With no leads to look into, the woman, who had been nicknamed the Lady of the Dunes, was buried in October of 1974 without being properly identified. Her grave marker was given the inscription, unknown female. In 1979, a facial reconstruction of the Lady of the Dunes was made. The next year, her remains were exhumed for further examination, but nothing new was found. And while she was buried, they kept her skull out i think for dna purposes also just because the skull were the major injuries but like i think even the more recent stuff that i've read people reference like having her skull, so it's kind of strange in 1987 over 10 years after she was found a canadian woman told a friend that she'd witnessed her father strangle a woman in massachusetts back in 1972 when she was just a kid Canadian police were also informed and reached out to police in Massachusetts, but by the time that they attempted to reach this woman, she'd already moved away and they couldn't get in contact with her. In March of 2000, the Lady of the Dunes was exhumed for DNA with no matches, and in 2010, her skull was placed through a scanner to help create another reconstruction of what she may have looked like for the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. You know what's unfortunate is every single one of her pictures looks different to me. No way to me at least like i'm bad at comparing faces anyway like they all have like different hair colors i feel like their faces just look different i'm gonna i'm definitely gonna be uploading like a lot of pictures but to me at least like they don't look the same i mean she was like badly decomposed part of her skull was missing that'd be so hard to recreate Thousands of missing persons cases were looked at, including that of escaped drug dealer and bank robber, Rory Jean Kissinger. So Rory had been 25 years old the last time she'd been seen back in 1973 when she broke out of jail while serving a sentence for assault with intent to murder. She was never seen again. I like that. I still want to fucking talk about her at some time because that story was crazy on its own, but not totally relevant. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Despite bearing a resemblance to the victim and running with a dangerous crowd, a DNA test from her mother later on proved that Rory had not, in fact, been the Lady of the Dunes. In 2014, a woman came forward and said that one of the reconstructions of the Lady of the Dunes looked like her sister, who she'd lost touch with after her sister had moved to Boston back in 1974, just a few months before the murder occurred. I actually wasn't able to find an update on this lead, which makes me think that that the remains were likely unrelated, But the same year, funds were raised to help get the murder victim a new casket as the original one she'd been buried in had deteriorated. In a really random turn of events, Stephen King's son, who's also an author, Joe Hill, has his own theory as to who the Lady of the Dunes could be. So he had been reading a book called The Skeleton Crew, how amateur sleuths are solving America's coldest cases in 2015 when he first heard of this case. So a few weeks later, he was watching the movie Jaws when during one scene, he saw an extra that caught his attention, a woman in the crowd with dark hair wearing jeans and a blue bandana, similar to the ones found under the Lady of the Dunes. Sounds random as fuck and far-fetched, obviously. Uh, he even admits himself that's not probable and he could just be like, you know, projecting. He has like, you know, like the ghost writer mentality. He could just be thinking of spooky things, but should we noted like Jaws was actually filmed the summer that the lady in the dunes of the dunes was murdered. And it was only about a hundred miles away from Provincetown where the body was found. So it's not, well, it's obviously improbable. It's not impossible that this woman had been like visiting the area in Provincetown, heard that this like movie was being made and was like, Oh, I'm going to go check this out and drove a hundred miles away to go see it.
1: Yeah. that does not sound like terribly unlikely
0: yeah not probable not impossible (laughs) although they didn't keep a record of any extras names and she may have not even fucking realized that she was in the background of the movie at all uh i mean some people still think this could be a valid theory and speaking on it hill himself said two astonishing things happened on cape cod in the summer of 1974. One is that Steven Spielberg filmed Jaws. And the other is that someone murdered this woman in the dunes outside Provincetown and got away with it. Anything that stirs people's memories could potentially be productive. And he like called on people to be like, if this is you, like, cause I feel like if you're in the movie Jaws, he I mean he agreed to. If you're in the movie Jaws, you probably like tell people, you know, you're like, hey, I was that extra in Jaws. So he was like, yo, if anyone is this woman, like come forward and be like, that's not me, I'm not dead. Mm-hmm. But who knows? I mean, it always feels so obvious to be like, who hasn't seen Jaws? Like, all this stuff. And, like, who wouldn't know that they're in it? Some people are just oblivious to shit and really don't know.
1: <laughs>
0: True. <laughs> like I said, some people are interested in this theory. And, of course, many consider it too random to be possible pointing out that this was a popular way to dress back in the 70s i think someone said that there's like several more women in this movie in the background also wearing blue bandanas the same way (laughs) but i mean stranger things have happened and regardless this theory did bring a lot more interest to the case which could lead to witnesses finally coming forward all these years later One previous investigator on the case speculated that perhaps the victim maybe wasn't from this country and was from somewhere else completely cut off from the news here, or maybe she'd even been like an orphan and didn't have a family so that nobody would know if she'd gone missing and been murdered. They even think that she had been involved in crime herself, like she hadn't just been like a random victim. But despite the Lady of the Dunes remaining unidentified, there are a couple specific people who are considered to be suspects in her murder. In 1981, police were given a tip that a woman who matched the description of the Jane Doe had been seen with the mob boss, Whitey Bulger, around the time that the Doe had been murdered. So, like I said, potentially she'd been involved in crime herself? There's no evidence to prove this, but Bulger later was charged for 19 known murders, and based on what I read, he did pull out teeth of at least one victim to avoid their identification not sure if bulger himself was ever questioned in relation to this murder but he died back in 2018 at the age of 89 after he was beaten to death in prison an 89 year old i guess he was in a wheelchair was beaten to death (laughs) jesus christ dude fucking gnarly i mean he killed at least 19 people so i'm i think
1: Uh,
0: that that we know of, yeah that we if he a mob boss like come on he definitely killed more than that if he got caught for 19 people think yeah. that a different uh, mob boss basically was like orchestrated his murder shit's crazy mm, makes though sense. beating to death an 89 year old that's wild I'm like damn he made it so far in life <laughs> who makes it to 89 and dies from being beaten to death that shit's crazy
1: mm, I'm a mob boss
0: a <laughs> mob boss yeah literally Convicted murderer and suspected serial killer Hayden Clark is another person of interest in the Lady of the Dunes murder, mostly because he actually confessed to the crime himself. In 2004, he sent a letter to a friend admitting to the murder, along with two drawings, one depicting a naked woman on her stomach with no hands, and the second of a map pointing out where the body was found. So, though he did confess to the murder, and these are some sketchy pictures, he refused to identify the victim, saying that, I could have told the police what her name was, but after they beat the shit out of me, I wasn't going to tell them shit. This murder is still unsolved, and what the police are looking for is in my grandfather's garden. So, more on the grandfather's garden. In the late 2000s, he took police to his grandparents' old property, where a bucket containing more than 200 pieces of jewelry was found, with Clark claiming that these had been trophies from his victims despite the fact that he'd undoubtedly murdered at least two people. One of it was like literally like a child. I think it was his niece. Uh, some investigators doubt his confession, as he suffers from paranoid schizophrenia and could have been lying, and there's no actual evidence linking him to the Lady of the Dunes. In 2019, it was announced, it was announced that analysis using genetic genealogy and DNA, similar to those done to identify the Golden State Killer, which I know we've talked about genealogy and stuff a few times before uh this would be done to attempt to identify the lady of the dunes but as of now there have been no recent updates to the case and 48 years later the real name of the lady of the dunes is still unknown it always weirds me out whenever we tell stories about like unidentified people that people can remain unidentified longer than they were alive
1: yeah that's that's so weird to think about
0: it's wild to think that people just like don't know who this is and usually like whenever you hear about people who get identified like years later it's like they're it's funny because to us it's like how did you not hear about this but their family's like yeah i literally never heard of this dough in my life
1: <laughs> that's so. true though because i mean if you're not like exposing yourself to it you really won't ever know you know what i mean
0: yeah and i think that we're naturally a uh, more paranoid people you know i have no idea why so i think that we'd be more likely to think that rather than if someone else is like disowned their daughter they wouldn't be like oh she probably got murdered and dismembered and all this shit you know Mm -hmm. they'd just be like oh she doesn't talk to me anymore because with every story about someone finding out that like their missing loved one had been murdered forty years ago that they thought they just went missing there's like 10 stories probably more of people who are like Yeah, no, I just straight abandoned my family. I'm still alive. Hello. I just don't want to talk to them. (laughs) Imagine. Yeah. I read something about that recently. It was like everyone was convinced that this dead body was some guy. And then they found the guy alive in California or some shit. And he was like, yeah, I just stopped talking to my family. (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy. Whoops. It's super weird. It's so weird how these people don't realize either that their family elsewhere in the world is, like, convinced that they've been murdered. And they're just, like, do 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 just minding and their own alive. business. Yeah. Just a live, vibing, hanging out. So weird. But, yes. I think with genealogy, though, testing, like, potentially she could be identified.
1: Hopefully. Potentially.
0: But now, it is your time.
1: All right. On September 25, 1988, a woman's partially decomposed body was discovered in Clermont, Florida. She was hidden in tall weeds in a wooded area in the vicinity of Highway 474, four miles east of Highway 33, west of Orlando. They were unable to determine a cause of death or examine her internal organs due to advanced decomposition. But they do believe that she had given birth in the past. She was found clothed in a bluish green tank top, long acid washed denim skirt, and pantyhose with which had been rolled down, suggesting signs of sexual assault. Her body had been dragged to the secluded location away from the road, not far from the border between Lake and Polk counties. Um, So yeah, they basically came to the conclusion that someone moved her after she had died in order to conceal her body in an attempt to prevent her discovery.
0: Mm -hmm. They didn't want her to be found.
1: Yeah, basically. And yeah, her remains were not in recognizable condition just because she was really decomposed. Yeah. And even with a preliminary sketch and like questioning people in the area, none of the tips planned out, and the case ended up going cold. The morning after her body was discovered, the remains were examined at the C.A. Pound Human Identification Laboratory, aka Cap Hill, which was part of the University of Florida's Department of Anthropology. There, world-famous forensic anthropologist Dr. William Maples Performed an exam- examination, he found many pits and ridges along her pelvic bones, which at the time of the examination were believed to have been caused by hormone changes during pregnancy. Which I guess I didn't know that, but during and pregnancy, like ridges. Well, yeah, I guess during pregnancy your pelvis basically softens in preparation for childbirth.
0: Why is that sound scary? A soft pelvis it sounds like it's gonna break. I mean,
1: I think that's why it happens, so it doesn't but,
0: break. But, <laughs> nasty, scary.
1: <laughs> Jane Doe's cause of death could not be determined, but the case remains a suspected homicide. She was between twenty-two and thirty-five years old, Caucasian, between five nine and five eleven weighing between 150 and 180 pounds. She had naturally brown hair, but it was bleached blonde. She had long, well-manicured fingernails, and an examination of her teeth showed that she had some fillings. She suffered at least one serious blunt force traumatic injury to her face in the past, fracturing her right cheekbone, which had healed prior to her, her death. Other healed fractures included a rib and a toe and possibly her nose. They also noticed that she had undergone cosmetic surgeries. So her nose was actually because she got a nose job. Okay. Well, but they're not sure if it was like from an injury or like actually cosmetic.
0: Either she got a nose job or <laughs> she was
1: punched. <laughs> and then got a nose job. Yeah. But yeah, she also had breast implants. No shoes, jewelry, or other personal items were found at the scene, including forms of identification. Investigators suspect murder because of the suspicious circumstances surrounding the placement of her body. Based on the condition of the body, it was estimated that she had died about two weeks to eight months before the discovery. So, she could have been murdered anywhere from late January to early September. Which it's a big pretty, window Yes, yeah, so it's a big <gasps> gap her skeleton has been at cap hill since 1988 little to no forward progress was made until major advances in dna analysis around 2010 and that was when um i guess they successfully identified two other john does or jane does in florida oh wow When Detective Tamara Dell took over the case at the Lake County Sheriff's Department, she made sure over the next couple of years that it was included in a statewide push to address cold cases with newly available technologies. It was through one of these tests in 2015 that it was finally discovered that she had XY chromosomes and had therefore been a transgender woman.
0: I fucking... I almost talked about the story, so I knew that she was trans. <laughs> they thought she was pregnant before. Yeah.
1: And that I guess it gives
0: me such little faith in medical examinations that they thought that. <laughs> <Right>?
1: <laughs> I mean it was the late eighties. So I mean at times have progressed like they do I feel like they know it more now. science.
0: Yeah. But still they thought that this trans woman had given birth. Maybe to she was fair, the first she... one.
1: She was really like decomposed. Like they couldn't yeah. even like find anything else that suggested.
0: That's true. It's just like, it's shocking. It reminds me of um, talking about Identified does before I talked about a woman who, for years, they thought that she was white. And then, like, way later on, they're like, oh, she was actually black. All of our pictures are wrong. <laughs> <don't know> <laughs> There's these details that I'm like, how do you guys not know that? <laughs> I don't know. Really I mean, I don't know how they know it in the first place. I'm not a fucking scientist. I don't know. It is weird though.
1: True, but yeah, basically, at Cap Hill, the direct, the new director was Doctor Warren, Michael Warren, and he was actually a former student of Doctor Maples. Yeah, they he's the one that like helped with that new discovery and was just basically like you know the science back then wasn't as well and it was a, like an honest mistake.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But yeah, and that's when they related the softening or like the pitting on her pelvis was, like, contributed to the hormone replacement therapy.
0: Yeah, that's so interesting.
1: Which is, like, wow.
0: I know, hormones make your pelvis act like you're giving birth, apparently.
1: Well, I mean, I think it just changes the shape of them to look more feminine.
0: Oh. I'm just reaching.
1: (laughs) An artistic reconstruction was done by a forensic artist and detective, Stephen Fusco. Of the orange county sheriff's office but yeah they actually believe that the breast implant procedure may have been performed in atlanta georgia miami florida new orleans louisiana new york city or california
0: very specific places
1: uh well i guess because it is believed that the sex reassignment surgery occurred no later than 1984 based on the fact that the implants were discontinued around 1983
0: okay so it's just like not much people had it then
1: yeah and i guess surgeons in the united states rarely implant medical devices more than a year after they are manufactured Mm -hmm. so like that's why they anywhere up to the 1984 yeah they're unsure if or when she had a full reassignment but her body was not completely skeletonized when she was discovered and no one saw anything that like suggested she was not cisgender Mm -hmm. so
0: i was thinking that's also kind of crazy that after you're so decomposed and no one knows (laughs) there's like (laughs) your shape of the pelvis is like this so probably
1: yeah that's so interesting so they don't even know if she did fully transition or not. she had
0: like bottom surgery or not
1: yeah i think they think she did yeah and they think it would have been done in miami or atlanta based on the distance but it was also possible new york city or california because i guess back then i mean even now it's still a mission to like surgeries and stuff especially but then, back then yeah back then it was like harder and yeah the process at that time generally required extensive counseling and a year of living full-time with the gender expression typical of the gender the patient intended to be reassigned prior to any surgery
0: that's so weird
1: which is like oh wow and i guess in most cases of male to female transition and orchiotomy was performed back then before starting hormonal treatments and orchiotomy if you don't know what that is, is just i don't it says uh, something with the testicles like removing oh okay kind of stop the testosterone flow
0: oh, i didn't know that's the thing
1: yeah but yeah i guess ordinarily they don't really share like the surgical procedures or like how it's done but they feel like maybe it will help identify her so that's why they like mm-hmm. shared the process shortly after the remains were discovered fingerprints were taken in hopes to identify the victim and that was when her initial mm-hmm. sketch was done by yeah Stephen fusco and it was also around this time that she received her nickname Julie, because, you know, they're usually Jane Doe's.
0: Yeah, Julie Doe.
1: Julie Doe. So students examining the remains selected the name Julie, which was from an LGBT-themed film, To Wong Fu, Thanks for Everything, Julie Newmar. Okay. And, yeah, I guess it was a 1995 American Road comedy film directed by B-Ban Kidron, starring Wesley Snipes, patrick swayze and john luis Samo.
0: what a lineup
1: and i'm like whoa because they're all like pretty big actors how about they i've are. never heard of this movie
0: i know literally
1: oh well, yeah i guess they played three new york city drag queens who embarked on a road trip
0: that's probably oh, they probably make a lot of transphobic jokes in that movie i'm assuming back then i, I
1: don't know maybe hopefully not I mean, maybe you know they did, but at the same time, like, cause I actually like saw the trailer on YouTube, mm-hmm. and I was like, "How did I not hear about this?" Like, what the fuck? And the trailer just looks so old, and but it was <laughs> it was cool the way they did the trailer. Like, it was like a like that typical voiceover, and mm-hmm. then like it just started. I think with Wesley Snipes, and they like said his name, like Wesley Snipes, like he's oh you've always seen him as like a murderer, or, like a badass, and then Swayze. And then, they were like, voiceover was basically saying, "Now you're gonna have to see them do their like hardest film ever," and it's like switches to them like dresses,
0: and in drag. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> them and dragon, and it's just like, funny. I wanna watch it. But even the trailer, I'm like, it doesn't look like a terrible movie. That's good. And, um, actually, in the comments, there was like someone that was like saying how it helped them basically realize they were gay and that it was okay. That's so I'm good, because like,
0: you, know, you hear so much movies from back then where they have LGBTQ plus elements, and you're like, it they all die, and it's sad, probably. True. <laughs>
1: or like, Brokeback Mountain. There's a lot of memes about it, but...
0: <laughs> I mean, like, they were not happy, you guys. <laughs> that shit but was kind of sad.
1: It is. Well, actually, I've never seen it, but I've heard a lot about it
0: a lot of them also have they're cheating on their spouse but it's okay because they just realize that they're gay and i'm like damn can you just have them not in a relationship in the beginning
1: <laughs> For real, please. Not, but i remember i think it was hilarious that sent me or maybe i just came across it on tiktok of how because you know heath ledger was in that movie mm. and like when doing interviews and stuff they would obviously try to like say stuff of like I don't know, like, how can you do that role and stuff like that? And he was. How could always... you possibly
0: kiss another man? You are yeah. only an actor who gets paid to do this.
1: Well, I mean, even so, though, he was very like pro LGBT and was like saying, "Like, I don't see it that way. There is nothing wrong with that. It's just like two people who love each other." That's good. Which I am like, wow, more respect she... to Heath Ledger. I like it. The OG Joker.
0: <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> he was so good.
1: But yeah, I want to see the movie now. See, see it. But yeah, I've never heard of it. I even asked my mom because it was nineteen ninety five. Like, and I was like, "Mom, have you ever heard of this movie?" Because she likes like Patrick Swayze, and she mm-hmm. loves to watch like Dirty Dancing. That was like one of her favorite movies. So I like asked her. I was like, "Have you ever seen this movie?" She was like, uh, "No, never even heard of it." I was Watching. Like, it, let me know if damn. it's good. Maybe I will. But yeah. In July 2018, isotopic tests were performed in Tampa, Florida by the University of South Florida on samples from her skull to pinpoint locations where she resided. The results suggested the victim originated from southern Florida. They also believe she was born between 1952 and 1966. A sergeant working on the case voiced the possibility that the victim underwent challenges related to being a transgender woman during the 1980s. Others have elaborated that the family estrangement or disownment may have played a role in her status as unidentified. Also, no missing individuals from this region matched her description. Her disappearance was likely unreported. Which is like... Sad.
0: It's like what I was saying. like How yeah. do people go missing this long and just no one reports them missing?
1: That's very sad. Investigators sought services from the DNA Doe Project, which specializes in identifying potential family members, unknown individuals through genetic gene- genealogy. Basically hey. what you were talking about. Yeah. <laughs>
0: use it for everything now.
1: But I guess... When they like posted about her story, they did get a lot of like funds.
0: Really, people yeah. raise money. That's good. Yeah,
1: I think they said they like reached the amount they needed in like forty eight hours.
0: Oh thank god! I was
1: like, whoa!
0: LGBTQ fam coming through.
1: Um, but yeah, I guess the first time they tried to extract it, no, nothing came up, and the organization began for a third attempt in november of 2018 which also failed to generate a usable file and in january of 2020 finally a suitable sample was successfully obtained and julie's dna was uploaded by the ddp to the ged match in january of 2020 and there's the research is ongoing
0: hey same as mine yeah um
1: (laughs) DNA Doe Project volunteers Lee and Anthony Redgrave founded the Trans Doe Task Force to advocate for unidentified victims who were transgender or gender nonconforming. The pair voiced concern that the genetic genealogy research may reveal an unidentified person's birth or legal name, but may not provide the title that the individual preferred during life one of the task force goals is to research following and identification on how they identify to prevent naming.
0: That's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. I'm like, that's, like, sick.
0: Yeah, that like, name only. Mm-hmm. It's weird, because sometimes we do talk about cases like that where, like, we don't know their other name. So it's strange. True. Yeah. We won't, haven't done that many times, but I know I've done it at least once.
1: But, yeah. There was, like, a new depiction of how Julie Doe may have looked in life. It was done by forensic artist Carl Kopelman. And it's actually, like, a really good photo. Yeah? Yeah. It's, like, the newest one.
0: I will upload on Instagram.
1: But, yeah, yeah, I mean, just to see the progression from the old photos, it does look like a different person. And then, especially because I think the first sketch that they did they ended up like well once they found out she was transgender they did kind of tweak it to how she would have looked as a man
0: Mm -hmm.
1: but yeah um but yeah if anyone has any information about this woman's identity or about the circumstances surrounding her death please contact the lake county sheriff's office at 352-343 two
0: one oh one. Thank you. I should have looked up a phone number too, my bad.
1: It's okay, I almost didn't <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah, I'll be uploading pictures for you all. I looked it up too and a lot of people do have pictures now of what she would have looked like before she started transitioning. Hmm. Which is interesting. All right. You have anything else to add this week?
1: No, Thank you for listening.
0: Thank you. If you guys want to reach out to us with any episode ideas or cases you want to talk about you can at thespookyshit.pod at gmail.com Our website and Instagram are spooky shit underscore pod and our website is spookyshit-pod.com Thank you for listening and we will catch you on the flippity flip. Goodbye.
1: Goodbye. <laughs> hey Hey uh, <yeah. laughs>